Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Chris Wong, and thank you for watching this episode of Block Party. Today, I'm joined by Nori, who works as a part of the moderation team for Ethereal Art, a series created by Asia Landowska. Uh, Land yeah, Landowska. Um, and I wanted to bring her on today and talk about her experiences in Web3, what it's been like being a moderator of part of such a large community, and generally her experience throughout the course of Web3. So, Nori, once again, thank you for being on today's episode. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yes, and uh, just to fill, just to set the scene for everybody listening at home, uh, this episode was made very much in part by my co-host for today, Ennis, who I've had on the podcast for a very long time, and we've always been great friends. And because he's such a great community guy, that I thought it was important for him to be on this episode to also kind of give a little bit of color to his details on what it's like being a part of communities in crypto. And it's just part of a general series of communities in crypto that I've been focusing on. But before we even uh, talk about the larger macro plays that are happening in this entire space, uh, Nori, if you don't mind just detailing who you are and how you got started here in Web3. Sure. So yeah, my name is Nori. I'm a Brooklyn native, born and raised. You know, I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science. After I graduated college, I went on to uh, pursue my dreams of obtaining a doctoral degree in physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, honestly, I've always been curious as a kid. And since, since about the age of 11, I remember saving all of my money trying to figure out how can I make more. And uh, being that I was on top of, like, I was one of the top female athletes within my neighborhood and my school, I figured why not start off with sneakers? I could buy them and flip them, sell them for more profit, and I already had the customers there. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I remember sitting in class, bored. I was in PT school, you know, pretty boring. So mm -hmm. I, uh, I decided I had a couple of thousand dollars, did not know what to do with it, and without taking the time to actually do any research, I dived right into Robinhood. I downloaded the app, and I just started investing in random stocks and crypto that I saw were popular and that there was a large demand for. Uh, for a while, that was all that I was doing until I actually learned to actually research what it was that I was, <laughs> I was investing in mm -hmm. and pull from some and invest in other stuff. And uh, going forward, after I graduated, I still stuck around with stocks and crypto being my side thing. But I also began working for a corporate company, you know, doing physical therapy. And now, like, although I loved my job, it was the corporate side of things that made me miserable working hard for the, you know, the big man on top to receive very little acknowledgement or respect and always feeling like I was left with broken promises when it came to, you know, being able to grow within the company. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, 
I just woke up one day and I decided then that I wanted to continue my career, but with the hopes of being able to, you know, one day work for myself instead. I wanted more, you know, like we all do. We all want more, right? Absolutely. So I left on good terms with the company. I gained the experience. I built great relationships with other staff, patients who I still speak to to this this day. Um, And during that summer, I took some time off to travel for a few months, you know, take that mental break that we all need, but also more importantly, self-reflect on what it was that I was going to do moving forward. I uh, came back mid-September. Yeah. And I got myself involved in more crypto. And I remember reading so much talk when it came to NFTs and the Web3 space. And I was just like, what is this? Absolutely. Yeah. And and if you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking just based on the uh, timeline that you gave us. uh, So I'm assuming that a lot of these decisions came along during the height of the pandemic, correct? During 2020 and 2021? Yes. Yes. I think we were all like pretty much sitting back during COVID and just self-reflecting, right? Like, what are we going to do? next you know and i saw an opportunity to invest but i did not realize like how much more there was that could be offered through this opportunity and that's when i had reached out to a page that i followed on instagram that i kept seeing on my feed over and over and over again and i was hesitant at first because i was skeptical right during covid everyone was making instagram pages everyone suddenly became an entrepreneur and it was just like who's trying to scam me and who's who's there with like true genuine intentions yeah. Absolutely. So I watched this page for a bit and I followed their posts. I did my research. I messaged them. I asked questions. And when I found out that the owner behind the page was actually someone that I went to junior high school with, I jumped right in, you know, and I thought to myself, you know, you quit your job, you have 150K student loans debt from PT school. You know, you are on a month and a half vacation. Your family is pissed with you because you don't want to work for anyone. It's now or never. And that's, that's when I jumped right in and the rest is history, you know. I was initially buying random stuff, buying random stuff, right? My, the FOMO was real. I, yeah. I did not know. Like, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm going to buy this. I see everyone doing it. I'm going to buy this. And I ended mm-hmm. up losing a lot more money than I thought that I would make. So I decided to take a couple of months off, learn and educate myself, all while, all while using like other markets that my group had uh, provided for us to make some mm-hmm. money. And then I used that money and I reinvested it. And now we're here. And I just want to give them a special shout out. They know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, be at free to uh, mention who they are. Don't mention who they are. I don't want to, you know, out any communities or nothing like that. But I really do think that it's important to show the power of community. You know, the, the fact that you have such a respect for this community and the fact that you have a respect for your peers who obviously have made uh, beneficial gains for you in the entire crypto space, obviously from where you transitioned from in 2021 to 2022. Um, and just speaking uh, more specifically on that flip from different markets back into the NFT space, uh, what in particular did you were you seeing when you were looking at the NFT space? So initially, I was I was seeing what my group was posting, right? And, and mm-hmm. those that I followed on Instagram and social media, I saw what they were posting. And it wasn't a couple of hundred of dollars, right? It wasn't like two, three hundred dollars off of a sneaker flip. It was yeah. a couple of thousand dollars, you know, life changing. I saw, I think when I had just joined in, I saw someone make, sell something for like 25 ETH. And then it was like 29 ETH. And I was like, holy, like, you know, like this is, this is an insane amount of money. I, I did not think that anyone could just do this, you know, and that kept gravitating me more and more and just motivating me more and more. And yeah. 
I, I and just just to provide a little bit of color for everybody listening at home, I'm assuming that you saw this in 2021, this 25 ETH flip, right? Like yes. before before the height. Would would you say this was before the height of the crypto market, like in November? Yes, 100%. so so for everybody listening at home, the height of like ETH at the time was 4.5 4.5k. Uh, so do the math, guys. 25 times four. <laughs> Somebody made a really 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 big come up, and and that's just very impressive. So, yeah, and, and the rate the rate of this success, like it was just post after post. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just. I was amazed by it. And and I think it's really important for people at home to listen who are listening. Obviously, our audience knows the degrees of scales for this entire market. But when you compare right. this to something like the sneaker market or any other market, the reseller market, for example, when it came to graphics cards, we're talking like margins of maybe two hundred, three hundred dollars, which isn't bad. But like comparative, comparatively speaking, in 2021 and even now in 2022, the NFT market space has margins of thousands or, or $1,000, $2,000. So any given flip in the NFT space could really net you some actual like income that uh, you previously couldn't see in other markets. 100%. But at the same time, just as quickly as you can see those gains, you can lose them as well. Absolutely. Right. So it's important to also humble yourself and keep that in mind with everything that you decide to do. And and speaking on humbling yourself and speaking about like these these lessons, uh, you said you went on a period of self reflection. Um, were there any particular le like obviously the lessons of humbling yourself, making sure that you keep a clear head when you're doing your uh, buying and selling? But were there any um, lessons that you learned during this uh, during this time that you think you could impart into our audience? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've always been the the kid that does what they want, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I've always been the type of per the the rebel of the family, quote unquote, right? And and sometimes I did let that get the best of me, you know. And I needed things to happen to me to to ground me and to show me, like, hey, like, yeah, you could be over here and you could make this much money, but at the same time, you know, bad things will happen to you as well if you don't remember that or remember where you came from. And, you know, these are the, the conversations that I would sit there and have with myself. I, uh, I went through, you know, something a few years ago. I, you know, I, like I said before, I was an athlete and a lot of people knew me in Brooklyn and so on. And I made a lot of friends and I got involved in a lot of things that, you know, beat me up. Yeah. And, and I felt like, you know, God punished me in many ways. And he reminded me to take a, take a step back and just be thankful and grateful. And yeah, you want more, but remember that there are people that would love to trade places with you no matter what, you know? And yeah. I needed that. I needed, I needed to remember that. I, th I think those lessons, those grounded lessons, and once again, thank you for sharing these, these, these deep insights because I think it's, it's one thing a lot of people just see the money about the crypto space and a lot of the, the, the mantras, you know, we're all going to make it. We're like, like all the big mantras, but people forget that there are like legitimate humans involved in this game, you know, from the developers to the founders, the moderators. It's, it's really important to recognize that. Um, and I completely agree with you on this self-reflection. I, too, have a, a very similar strain of taking non-traditional paths when it came to my own uh, career and... I think I think that grounding really did help me in my own personal 
um, space. And like I said, I've been friends with Ennis, who's on this episode uh, and who made this episode possible. Like being a part of him yeah. and his community, <clears throat> and just having that 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 kind of grounding with like-minded people who reinforce the idea that these non-traditional paths are very legitimate, are very important, yeah. and just always yeah. having respect for your community, always having respect for where you came from. Uh, is something I feel like a lot of people who are listening to this can uh, really uh, vibe with, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the moment you see yourself making a significant amount of money, it can really take its toll on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so transitioning over to uh, transitioning over now to um, where we are now in time and place, um, obviously, we uh, Ennis was able to connect us through ethereal art and your uh position there uh if i'm correct was uh moderator correct you were one of the community moderators for that community yes i was a and junior mod you were you were a junior mod okay um correct. just wanted uh, I, and i want to talk more about this uh this uh position because i've been doing a lot of series uh and episodes that are going to be coming out about moderators and developers and people who actually make this community part and this community aspect happen uh, first, how'd you even end up being a junior mod in that community? What brought you there? Yeah, so great question. I, um, like I said before, you know, I have a, a nice little group mm -hmm. I'm, that I'm a part of. And uh, everyone was just talking one day. And, you know, they mentioned Ethereal's art. And I was just like, great. This is probably just going to be another project. You know, I'm already in 30 other projects. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I could handle another one, you know. Yeah. But my, my attention, however, it shifted when I realized that Asha, you know, is a female artist. And the idea behind Ethereal's art was women empowerment and to bring a voice to artists. You know, this was something in my very little time in the Web3 sp space that I personally felt like we needed to work more on. Um, so I read through their website, I researched Asha, I checked through her social media, and I quickly fell in love because Asha said, it's okay to lack confidence and to feel weak or sad. But while I like to think of myself as strong and independent, I know I, I am also shy, quiet, and not very confident at all. And this spoke to me. And so immediately I knew that I had to be involved in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, when I joined Ethereals, I was not thinking much of it like i was just thinking okay great this is another project that i'm just gonna grind in i'm gonna clear the whitelist whitelist and i'm going to move on to the next project like a lot of us think in this space yeah, right absolutely yeah but after you know reading what her goals were and her standpoint and what the team wanted to do and observing what the people were messaging and what the team was saying i reached out to them and i asked for an application but i saw like how quickly their server was growing and I thought to myself, there was no way you have a shot. So I waited a bit before reaching out to uh, one of the founders, uh, JPEG. And he asked me for my Twitter, my time zone, and my available hours. And he told me he'll contact me the next day. Which I, I knew, like, you know, just from past experience, if someone's going to tell you they're contacting you the next day, and the chances are they're really not going to. And with the demand and how large and quickly this community was growing, I just knew it wasn't gonna happen. So I waited a bit again, and I reached out to him again. And I asked him, is there anything that you want me to do or any way that I can increase my chances in becoming a mod? You know, a mod, you know I'm beyond committed, and I have been a mod in, in two other servers as well. 
So he responded to me and he told me he'd give me the mod position, but as a one day trial mm-hmm. and then interview me with a position to follow based on my performance. So a couple of days had passed by and I didn't hear back from anybody. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no news is good news. Keep going. And then a few hours later, I ended up getting a message from JPEG saying, you're doing great and the team loves you. So immediately I put all of the other projects that I was working on aside and I got more and more involved with the community each day. And I connected with so many people from all over the world. I mean, people from Japan, Indonesia, Vietnam, they were like inviting us to, our, to their countries. It was crazy. But it, it was a great experience. Yeah, and and I I'm thinking about this right now and like you said this community was rapidly growing and basically you and obviously uh you were part of a team um of how do you mind if I ask how many mods? Uh, I believe we were all in all 25. So 25 mods, 25 human beings basically dedicated to running the equivalent of Madison Square Garden. Like all across the world. Uh, if I have this correct, there were 54k members in the Discord channel. Uh, that's that's a massive arena. That's that's like half the size of Giant Stadium right there. Like so 54k what... was after we had minted. Prior to, I mean, there was you know because part of our responsibilities as a mod were to clear mm-hmm. out bots and yeah. so on and so forth. But I think we had peaked at like 118k members. Jesus. So yeah. like I like I said, so then exactly the the 118k that's that's giant stadium. 25 people coordinating and managing. What what must that have? What was that even like? You know what was that? The the day to day duties and more importantly, what was it like coordinating with these 25 other human beings towards making sure that this community was uh, stable? Yeah. So great question. Um, my responsibilities. You know, they were pretty straightforward. Like, this was not my first time being a mod, but it was, in fact, my first time being a part of, like, a server that had exploded. You know, and everyone in the team more or less came in with their own positive factor to bring to the community, right? And so we we all kind of split, right, where we had, you know, if you spoke Chinese or knew how to read Chinese, you were in that channel or in those channels or, you know, in the voice chat with them. Uh, if you were a Russian speaker, you were there. If you just wanted to be a part of the fast chat or the general chat, you were there. You know, the, the team was very laid back and chill with us. You know, as a mod, it was all about just being able to engage with the community and build the relationships with assisting members of the community mm-hmm. and also helping the newcomers who were just joining the space from, you know, being scammed and just helping them to have a better understanding of the project and what, what it entailed. Um, with that being said... There was also the responsibility of like filtering out the bots, like I had mentioned before, the scammers and the negative members who were not bringing anything positive to what we were trying to build. So honestly, over time, like I deprived myself of sleep, but the community became a family and it was just so, so, so addicting just being there. And I found myself in the server from the moment I woke up to the moment I slept. And I think everyone on the team was on the same page, you know, more or less. We were we were in there just about 24 seven. And yeah, I had a good time in there too. Yeah, yeah. E, what what was it like being a community member as a part of that community? <laughs> Honestly, Pocket Kiwi and JPEG Janitor and everybody were were really cool. <laughs> Nori was an awesome mod. Sometimes the chat was filled with like twenty, thirty people all just hanging out. 
for like a ton of kids who would get on webcam and legit fall asleep. Like it, it was, it was honestly really chill. Yeah. There were like genuine, authentic moments. Sorry, no, you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, I was like, yeah, people were doxing themselves. Um, everyone was opening up their their cameras. You know, we became a family. We really did, and you know, we we created our own group outside of it just to stay in touch. And yeah, yeah, it was it was a great experience. And and thinking thinking about this, um, and speaking more macro, uh, macro philosophical, um. I look at the state of crypto right now, and obviously there's always going to be a gender disparity, but I always found crypto to be, or Web3, not specifically crypto, but um, Web3 to be very inclusive. And yet we don't see a lot of like very powerful female forward uh, projects that are, are really like, you know, putting this, this, gender, this uh, gender like inequality that's so rampant across tech in general. There's a massive gender inequality. And so... Nora, do you mind if I ask, how important was it for you as a woman and in a position that had you moderating, how, how important was it to you to represent women in this space and particularly being active in communities that seem to be very male dominated? Yeah. Um, and, and so when I first joined the Web3 space, you know, I, I personally, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I'm I'm probably, you know, one of the only girls that's so involved in, in my in my group and always writing and, you know, and I, I'm just like afraid to ask stupid questions and everyone just seems to know what they're doing. And then there's me, you know, a female. And I, I at first I did not know how to handle it. I was not sure how people felt about it, um, but my group was so welcoming and they gave me that step to believe in myself and to, you know, to go for it and shoot for the stars. And that's exactly what I did. I, you know, I've always been a go-getter. I grew up playing basketball with guys. I was always, you know, the one girl <laughs> surrounded by the guys, right, playing sports. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything new to me, but it, I, I did feel a little bit, you know, like I was not on the same level as them. And it was a little bit discouraging for me as well. So when I saw Asha's work and I saw, you know, Ethereal's NFT, I knew it was my chance. You know, when, when people message me saying, hey, sir. And I respond to them like, I'm a girl, you know, and they're like, oh, sorry, ma'am. You know, and just just to just remind people like, yes, this is primarily a male dominated, you know, space. Mm-hmm. But don't shy away or take away from the females that are here as well. You know, we're all after one goal you know, we're all here doing the same thing. So let's just be welcoming to one another. And there have been a few people that were not too welcoming of me, you know, as a female. Yeah. And and told me like, oh, like you know, stick to other things. <laughs> but those are the people that just made me, you know, drive for more and want to push for more and prove them wrong. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's really important from my personal perspective to embrace all types of voices because, uh, while, while a lot of this space, it's a weird duality in my opinion, where it's like anonymity while asserting your identity is, is like this weird scales that we flip bet- like between. And I think that it's it's still very important to express all types of voices in this space. You know, um, everybody really I, I do find myself a little jaded uh, sometimes, if I'm going to be honest, when it comes to a little bit of these communities that seem so, um, I mean, like goal oriented in the sense that they're always just trying to clear the whitelist and, and move on or grind in the, the server. And it, it you don't really see often like a real sense of development of community, but 
at the end of the day, the people who are involved are people, men and women, people of all different creeds, races, color, uh, coming together to build themselves around these various projects. And while you, like you said, you're in 30 different other uh, communities and it's really hard sometimes to keep track of all those different communities. Um, and actually that's a really good segueing point. Um, what, what is it like balancing yourself in all these uh, communities, if you don't mind me asking? I know everybody has their own style, yeah. but how do you primarily go about this? Yeah, so at first I was just going off of memory. Mm -hmm. What I what it is that I remembered, you know, and I and I've missed whitelist opportunities and I've, you know, missed opportunities to make money because of that. Um, over time, though, as I got better and started to understand the market and how things work a little bit, I uh, I bought myself. Actually, I have two whiteboards, you know, one for the projects that I'm working on, the ones that I'm uh, and next to it, I you know, I put down whether I have a whitelist or not. And then right next to that, the mint date and the time. Um. And then on my other whiteboard is the projects that I'm looking to grind into in after I'm done mm -hmm. completing those. Yeah. That's how I'm kind of balancing things out. A lot of people have different styles. I know some people make folders in Discord and place their whitelisted projects in there. But that's something that I found worked for me or like making a spreadsheet with the projects and just checking off what you minted or what you've already obtained whitelist in. I think, yeah, like, I, like you said, everybody has their own style. I just think it's super important to, to, to people at home listening that uh, there's no really one great way to handle it. It's, it's, it's really like a, a time management thing. And, I, and the way you phrase that, having two different whiteboards, uh, really hammers the idea that while, while people are doing this from behind their keyboards, people do treat this as a job or at least with the same dedication that it comes with being involved in all these projects. There's a lot of uh, capital to be earned in this space, but in order to really get to the cheese, you have to be dedicated in any given fashion. Obviously, you've, uh, NS, both you and, and Nori have joined communities that are centered around being able to empower its community members to uh, maximize their profits. And uh, the fact that you guys treat this with such a passion is, is really admirable to me, if you don't mind me saying. Thank you. Um, Absolutely. It is a yeah. full-time job. It really is. Um, you know, you're going to put in what you're going to get out, what it is that you put in. So if you're only putting in 20%, don't expect to get much out of it. You know, yeah. Seriously. 100%. It's not an easy space to be in, but it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. And Ennis, do you, if you don't mind me asking, cause obviously we all have, uh, different timetables. Uh, nor you basically said that like from, from wake up to wake down or to sleep time, you're like engaged in all these communities. But if, if you don't mind me asking you both, and I'll start with you, Ennis, uh, if you had to give like a general uh, amount of time that you dedicate to the space, do you have it in like hours and sessions? How much would you say daily are you engaging in it's, communities? It's definitely more than a regular 40 hour work week. And most oftentimes it doesn't feel like it just because you have such a strong passion for what you do. Mm -hmm. And the communities me and Nori are in are such good communities with such good people. And it's so important to have that. And shout out to all the people who lead such good communities because they really put a lot on their shoulders and they dictate the energy of what's to come. So big blessings and big shout outs to all the leaders in the Web 3.0 space. They definitely spend a lot of time and 
to, to even get to that point, you need to invest a lot of time. There's 168 hours a week. Granted, we sleep eight hours a day, pretty much, if, if even at all, you know, at that point. We spend a lot of time, for sure. Like, outside of my workouts and actual IRL responsibilities, whatever spare time I have is legit dedicated to Web3. Yep. And, and yeah, Nori, uh, I would assume the same, right? Like, yeah, could speaking. not have said that any better. I mean, I, I, you know, I, after I had quit my job and I got involved in the Web3 space, I ended up getting another job, you know, where I'm treating patients and everything as a therapist and using that money to invest here. And, you know, now sometimes I find myself at work, but instead of doing notes and no one do this, don't, don't listen to me, but I'm just sharing what it is that I do. <laughs> you know, I'll be in discord. <laughs> I'll be discording while I'm at work. And, you know, it, it is a full-time job and there's a lot of responsibilities that come with it. But like I said before, it's worth every minute. And when you, when you're in a community that's just so welcoming, it does not feel like you're working, you know, and it makes your day go so much quicker. And it's just, it, it's a lot of fun. And I really enjoy it. And uh, so transitioning back to uh, focusing more specifically on on ethereal art, and I, I I don't want to touch on it too hard, but like obviously mint date is already passed. It's been it was a a successful mint. Uh, I according to OpenSea, three hundred and forty nine ETH in volume was uh traded on OpenSea, and once again, uh, once again, that's a successful number. If anybody, if I'm gonna put that under any book. That's a crazy amount of capital. Um, what basically now that that a lot of the lead up and all the pressure that came up to mint date is basically over, and now you and the team are kind of like, like, have have not had the same. I don't want to say the same amount of attention, but obviously not the same amount of attention that was leading up to the day. But uh, do you mind if I ask you, Nori, what what has this experience being a moderator in such a large community? Uh, like you said, the first community that you were a part of that like exploded like that. Uh, what has this experience taught you, and what uh, what information do you think you can impart onto people being on that side of the community? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question. Um, so this experience has taught me that you know you can truly do anything you desire or set your mind and heart to. I mean, I was getting backlash from my jobs. My family, they were looking at me like I had four heads whenever I would try to explain to them what it was that I was trying to do. But all in all, you know, you put, you, you put that noise aside and you do what it is that you want to do. And I'm glad I did it and I will continue to do it. You know, on the, on the other hand, the experience has also showed me how quickly the Web3 world moves, right? And how one mistake can plummet all of your hard work or, you know, bring in people who will FUD or put you down and, you know, show you, and it'll show you a lot of people's true colors, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's completely understandable because there are hundreds upon hundreds of projects every day. And so what makes you stand out and why you over others? And so that's, that's when I, you know, I had asked the founder, how can we keep this community here even after we're done minting? And, you know, that's a, that's a hard question and it's something I'm still trying to, to understand and, and figure out myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, majority of the hard work is honestly just beginning, believe it or not. Yeah, the community has quiet, quieted down 100%. We've minted, people have moved on to other projects. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's a roadmap to fulfill. You know, yeah. there are people that invested in this team. There are people that invested in this project. 
and now they're waiting for the results. And so we've, we've got to keep working. I, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's important to, to always keep working, always keep moving forward. Um, like you said, there's a, there's a roadmap to fulfill. There are obviously projects don't just end when it comes to mint, like, or good projects anyway. Uh, a lot of people have, uh, the kind of idea now, obviously with the last 60, 70 days of just rug pulls and kind of like die, like dead dreams when it comes to the NFT space, uh, it wouldn't be out of place to say that, uh, some people are dismayed, but really good projects survive past mint day. It doesn't end with everybody just minted and move on. It, it, it persists on to being able to serve a community that comes together around an ID. And obviously, like you said, the community was so great and so emboldening for people. Uh, it emboldened you to be able to achieve the things that you wanted to achieve in this community. And speaking on that, um, would you recommend others who want to get more involved in Web3 to seek out positions like community managers and community moderators? And uh, how, how would you recommend that these people who want to achieve to do this to walk in the shoes that you've walked nori how would you how would you how should they go about doing this i mean i absolutely would advise others to get involved and try to seek out mod positions or any position available to them you know because you never know what's to come from it you know i've learned so much just by being a mod and i have built like a, a huge network of friends with similar mindsets and it's nice to see like-minded people Right? For anyone afraid, I, don't be. What's the worst thing that can happen? You're told no? You know, okay, so what? Now you have another list of projects to go for. You know, do it and soak up everything that you can from it. Learn from it as much as you can. Network as much as you can. And, you know, figure out what it is that you want to take and, and, and use, you know, in your next project or whatever it is that you, you're planning for yourself down the line. Absolutely. And, and I guess... um. On top of that, like addendum to that, uh, what would you tell women who are outside of this space that are interested in this space but haven't really made that step yet? How, how, what advice would you give them and what words of encouragement do you think you give them as well? Honestly, to go for it. Don't say tomorrow because tomorrow's going to come and you're going to say tomorrow again and you're never going to go for it. I've done that plenty of times. Um, you know, just like I said before, set the noise aside and chase after your dreams. You know, like you said before, there's a, this is a platform for men and women. So don't feel discouraged. Let other people hear you and, you know, take it upon yourself to follow your dreams. Because like, I'm, I'm no different than any other person, you know, just I'm doing it. You can too. Uh, and I think that, I think that's super, super encouraging. And uh, finally, before we go, um, I just wanted to conclude on like what where you're looking at now. What what projects are you looking forward to, and what's next for Nori and Web three? <laughs> yeah. So right now, I'm looking for this bear market to get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> That's you, what I'm you, looking you. for. <laughs> but uh, um, honestly. What I'm looking forward to next is just the increased growth of this space. You know, like I've said before, we're still early and there are so many brilliant people who haven't even touched the surface of this space. You know, I'm looking forward to meeting more like-minded people and coming together and creating for us. And, you know, for me, what's next? I'm not sure what's next for me. I usually take things day by day. But, you know, honestly, I have been speaking about creating a project for some time. 
and that might just happen in the near in the near future. So we'll see. Oh, interesting. I've been speaking to some people. I've been networking a little bit, and yeah. I I I I'm, I look very fo- I look very forward to it. And if people want to get in touch with you or follow you and how you progress through this space, uh, would you like to give any shout outs to uh, social media or uh, just how people yeah. can interact? For sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at Nori, N-O-R-I underscore Han, H-A-N-N-N. Um, I'm pretty good with Twitter. You can follow me there. And my Instagram, you can also follow me there if you'd like. But I, it's uh, Dr. D-R dot M-E-T-A underscore H-A-N-N-N. So feel free to get in touch with me. Any questions you have, anything I can help you with if you're hesitating on joining this space, whatever it is, I'm here to talk to you as a friend. I'm here to talk to you as a colleague. Ladies and gentlemen, Nori, Ennis, thank you very much for joining us. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of Block Party. Hey, thank you Absolutely. guys. I appreciate it. Thank you once again, <clears throat> Nori, so much. Yeah, thanks, Nori. Thanks for coming on. That was awesome. That was very enlightening. Thank you, Legal. I appreciate it.